Hi, I'm your host, Karina Gantis, and you're listening to a special edition of Behind the Pen for the NAPOD POMO National Podcast Post Month. Hey everyone, Karina Gantis here, your host for Behind the Pen. I'm an award-winning author of 14 books and award-winning filmmaker. I am a booktuber, a YouTuber, radio host of the uh, On the Artist First Radio Network Author Assist radio show. I also run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion, everything from brainstorming an idea to promoting the final product and everything in between. Um, Behind the Pen is a show to do with anyone who works with a pen. You could be a musician, a writer, an author, an illustrator, a tattooist, a editor, and the list goes on. Anyone who holds a pen is welcome on my show. Today, my guest is Tina L. Helmer. Welcome to the show, Tina. Well, thank you, Karina. And if I may just say that you are an extraordinary publicist, promoter, because you're helping me greatly. I, I, I encourage everyone to get a hold of Karina. I mean, she is fantastic to work with and is, I mean, I just can't say enough good stuff about her. Mm, thank you so much. I don't hear that very often. So it's really nice to hear that. And it's on air as well. So people take note. That's right. <laughs> we'll talk more about that actually after. But uh, you, what do you use your pen for? I know, but tell my listeners what you use your pen for. Well, I, my pen, I used to, what I normally used to use it for was writing songs. My uh, songwriting partner and the singer of the band that we have, uh, that's what we've been doing for many years when we met we got together and we just started doing that made a band we were out in california at that time recorded an album wow then we moved but uh, that was where uh my interest really my passion was it's always been being creative and then uh i got got so irritated with what it was that was going on with child trafficking and my partner and writing partner in the band uh, told me to start writing a book about it. So, you know, there's a plethora of things and you can't do anything uh, that way that's going to be like uh, nonfiction. So I decided, well, I'll make them novels. Plus I put my spiritual uh, context with it and worked very hard to try to make it so that I'm incorporating what it is that's going on using actual events, but also making it having a supernatural quality to it so that that actually just gets served somewhere that, in there. It, that sounds absolutely fascinating. I really want to get into that, but let's go back to the music. You see, you've been doing it for years and you write, you, you weren't doing covers, you were actually writing your own songs. Yes, we do all, all original uh, songs. I know that um, uh, <laughs> that I do the guitar work and oh. Dee, Delora Genders, who is the singer and my writing partner does all the singing, all the voices. So, you know, it's not like we have to have a whole lot of stuff. And we had a band back then, but we couldn't bring it to Arkansas. But we've got a, uh, a producer who records all of our stuff that we do now. And, you know, 
internet has made everything easy so that you don't have to, you know, you don't have to really have a band. So her and I will go in, we'll record something. Uh, he's a fantastic, uh, he sings, he records, he does all this other stuff. And uh, he helps us create what it is that uh, we don't have to have a band to do. Well, I'm going to say when you had your band, was we were talking drummer, bass guitarist, yes. lead guitarist, keyboard maybe? No, we didn't have a keyboard. We had that uh, we had the drummer, and when we performed, which we did uh, a performance at the Roxy, we hired a conga player to go along with it yeah. because. It, it really went well. And um, like I said, you know, we had a lead guitar, but when we went in to record, I did all this. I did the lead and did, you know, da, da, da. I did all of the guitar the work. lead and the bass recording. work, yeah, and everything. Oh, well, we had the bass player. I don't do You bass. had a bass player? Yes. So you are a lead guitarist? Well, I pretend to be. I, you do, <laughs> I, do, I do the It's the Tina version of guitar. You know, <laughs> is it electric guitar or acoustic? What's the you play? I both, both of them. Yes. Wow. And what sort of genre would you class your music as? Well, we called it uh, desert rock. Is basically. I love uh, rock. <laughs> uh, it, it, so you got it, me on the rock part. There you go. And the way that it it worked out is that the you know when you. I don't know how many deserts there are in Greece or wherever, but here in the United States, when you're driving along the desert, like in Arizona or even the desert in California, there will be that illusion that you're seeing like water. And that's the illusion mm -hmm. of what desert rock is. It gives you that feeling of, you know, you're just going through and, you know, that, and so that was our. What about the, the lyrics? I mean, what is, what song do you do you create what are they what are they about well they can be about anything <laughs> they they you know you're having to do what we've done now though is we've taken all of our uh, songs and we re uh, because d is more of the lyricist i mean she has an incredible way with words and whatnot and when we decided that we were going to take our music and change it over so that it would be more praise music, shall we say. She went through and updated uh, what it was that we were doing. And, and you know, when you see the link, that's what you're going to hear. But, you know, most of the time it has to do with love or with whatever it is that's going on that when we were originally writing had to do with, you know, whatever it is that goes on with the multitude of love kind of things. and. I mean, that's pretty much all, except now some, the writing is about, you know, your, your life and how you experience and what it is that's going on from a day to day. Issue. And does she does, she does the lyrics for these songs and or you do it together? She, I've done a couple, but she's the, she is the major lyricist. Uh, and for singer. All stuff. And the singer. Yeah. I did I attempted to do one. <laughs> or back in. Or do you do where I sang on it? Yeah. But thankfully she did the harmonies on the back of it, so it made it sound even sound good, you know. But uh, yeah, she's the uh, she's the gal with the words. She has a great way uh, of turning the turn of a phrase or whatever else it is that goes uh, on. And that's listen, why she's my yeah. editor. 
And she's your editor as well for your book? Yes, yes, she tells me of the books, which uh, I don't think so. <laughs> you need to change this here, or, you know, do whatever else it is that goes on. Yep. All right. So, uh, what's the band called? Well, the band is called Cedar and Sage. And we Cedar were doing that, for, yeah, doing that from a holistic uh, point of view because, you know, both of those are, um, I, I forget now what specifically each one means but they are like yeah. herbs you have, you have cedar berries you do whatever else but it had a very it gives that more of a de desert feel i feel as well yeah yeah cedar and i don't know when the first time that cedar and sage i think of country western for some reason <laughs> yeah no lots of people like to think that yeah, yeah. But that, the, you know and then sage is a cleansing thing. Cleansing herb. I know yeah, there was a, I was watching the Dirty Hairy Bikers and, and I guess they were, yeah. you know, making, uh, using sage as a, some sort of canopy. And I went, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> okay, fried, <laughs> fried sage. Who nice. knew? Mm, who knew? Yeah, I've watched yeah. them a few times. They're really, really funny, funny guys. They are. All right, let's get to your book. So why this subject? Um, why did it affect you so much that you had to write about it? Out of everything that goes on in the world, all of the evil that goes on, why was it this one subject that got you? Was it something that's happened to someone in your life, someone you knew? Was it something you read, something you saw on TV? Something triggered you to, to write about child trafficking and the rest that goes on? Well, there have been incidents in my life that, uh, you know, <clears throat> that I've finally reconciled and have dealt with. Uh, but part of it has to do with, you know, when you, when you come to realize what it is that's going on, because I do a lot of research, Dee and I do a lot of, um, we have several channels where we put up studies about what it is that's going on with the creator, let's just say. And a lot of that has to do, there was something that I was doing that had to do with slavery and trafficking. And it, once you started looking into it, you know, because you have so many things, you, I know a, a whole bunch of stuff about satanic ritual abuse. You have um, just uh, numerous incidents where when you start to really study okay we're gonna get back in a moment in much being done so it just went, I, I just went, you know, you got to do something to make people aware of it. Because frankly, back during when I started it, which was 2018, I remember people don't believe that this happens. It's just kind of like when you're seeing uh, something where this guy in Colorado just recently got arrested because he was doing obscene things. where 
they just it, it, nothing the justice does not serve for what for to me what the crime is and it just goes on and on and on so that's one of the reasons why I just started you know what we need to start putting stuff out there that's why I'll put facts in there at the end of the books I'll always have something where you can either relate back to I try to find good places that you can go to like uh, there's truckers against trafficking you've got bikers against trafficking mm -hmm. you have that kind of stuff so that people can go and learn so I know that it wasn't too long ago where some guy, you know, because they do this to babies. This is not a, people think that this does not happen to some, some uh, baby that's so young when that's not true. And that's why in the first book, I have that scene, which I can do, not a spoiler alert, where, where they sacrifice a baby. And this is not this is not just something that just made up. So this guy was telling me, because that's impossible. That cannot happen. <laughs> I said, then you need to do some research. That's the kind of thinking that you're looking at. And there are so many people that go, oh, oh that, that just doesn't happen. So slowly, you're starting to see more and more people becoming aware. Uh, I mean, there are places here in America where, like, I'll tell you, Fairfax County in Virginia is one of the highest counties where they uh, snatch children for wow. sexual trafficking. It, it really is amazing. So wow. that's why I, I got into that. Because because you wanted people to learn about it, but you needed it to be done in a way that people would listen. So by just putting blog posts and, and right. you know, on Twitter and talking about it didn't work. So you decided to write a novel, turn it into an adventure, thriller, spiritual horror, if we can yes. add that genre as well. Um, yes. But making it fact fiction, which I think is uh, really important because you, you're not just making up a story, you're actually using actual events and, and making sure that people know that there's places they can go to actually check on your research and see well, that you're uh, not making it up. Right, right. And and if you're if you're any if you are aware of anything, because there's certain incidents in there, there will be many people that know it, but I have to disguise it because I actually use the name. Otherwise, true. it would be like oh. that's that's so true. Yeah. yeah, I know someone else who's is very political and writes thrillers. Um, but make sure that everything that's happened in America gets in one of his books. But right. of course, he changes the names, changes a couple of things. But anyone right. who reads it knows exactly what, which person he's talking about. Exactly, exactly. But and, you can do and, it by getting away with it without using the name. Exactly, exactly. It's kind of like, uh, I can tell you in the, oh, I forget which book it is, but and it doesn't it's not like it ruins anything oh i know it is in the third book the whole idea is of the jeffrey epstein case was you know with that island which frankly it's still it's now working back again that's what they're saying so it's you know they keep saying he's not really dead you know whatever but for me i did sink it the island which is what they should have done they should have destroyed the island so that they it could not 
not be used anymore for the purposes of what it was used for. So you yeah. you did that in your book. You, yes. you ended it. All. I sank it. Yeah, you sank right. it. Love it. It's gone. <laughs> Poof. Yeah. That, unfortunately, that's the whole point of, it. of justice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, how many books is in your series? Well, I just put up the fifth one. And I'm now, because of the one thing I like to do is I like to make it so that it'll lead into the next one. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly, <laughs> because of all the stuff that's going on now, because you can add more and more things. Some things have been, you know, gone underground and far of what it was that was happening, because I can tell you the vast president was very good about uh, helping as far as, you know, saving children and doing stuff, but you know, some things go back underground. And uh, so anyway, with, with what it is that's going on, that's gonna kind of be in this next book as well. You're using the same characters that have been yes. going through all of this series. Yes. Um, and you're, you're still talking about the child trafficking and sexual trafficking and yes. slavery and uh, abuse and uh, satanic uh, ceremonies and all everything that goes on cults and what have you um this is all still going to be in the same theme in your yes. sixth book right and uh, but uh, there'll be a few little new things added you, you just never know i mean it was like putting uh the raven garth into the the fourth book you know and he will because he's now a team member you know it's going to be the same team member and i don't know if i'll be adding any more to the team who knows whatever it is but yes it's, it's have you started writing it or are you plotting it are you planning or you're a pantser i've started <laughs> i have started writing it wonderful well good luck with that one Thank let's you. let's talk quickly i mean we've got to be quick on this and it, it's going to be a quick rundown because i don't understand it um, my listeners won't understand it. So how's the, the best way to describe this spiritual being that we think of as God, the Almighty, Christ, the Lord, whatever you want to call him, in your books, in your spiritual belief, uh, in real life, uh, and there are many that uh, are in this uh, I won't call it a cult in this religion if you want to call it how can you quickly describe what this is what is it that you're that this that's following in every single one of your books is this named different named person or thing or being or spirit or guide whatever just help me out here, Tina. What, what's okay. going on? What is it about? Well, I'll tell you, and this will be quick, you know, because um, I have ne had never been really uh, overly religious or spiritual. Uh, and then was led to uh, coming to find out when the actual Sabbath was. And that's what started it. Finding out, and that's why, you know, for you, it's that Saturday is the real Sabbath and you can research that and they'll tell you that they changed yep. it but what ended up happening is in that quest 
And this is also having to do with Dee, Delora, who uh, it was like, you're going, oh my gosh, I need to go find out what, what is going on. And we found out that the creator has a name, which has been covered over 7,000 times. Now, if you're reading scripture, he keeps saying, know my name, know my name, and God is not a name. So when I put in there, it's, uh, it's Y-H-U-H, which is the uh, Hebrew, and that's yod Hey uv Hey, And if the English translation of that is Yahuwah, that's his name. Yahuwah. When you say hallelujah, you're saying praise Yah. Nobody is aware of that. <laughs> hallelujah, praise Yah. That's his name. And his son has a name. And his son's name is Yahusha, which that's what it is. So one of the other things, too, is that's part of our studies as we're going through and we have our channels where we're looking at scripture. Dee is incredible because she really likes the Hebrew language and she's been amplifying a lot of stuff. And it's been really quite fascinating when you find out how it really translates into something and you start seeing I know that everybody goes, oh, God is just such an ogre. And, you know, in the Old Testament, he was so mean. back we got lost one of us is having bad weather wherever we are and so uh, we're re-recording so we'll carry on from where we left off Tina and you were saying about um, the scriptures and what you've learned the truth behind these words and names I'm sorry sweetie I, I was uh, <laughs> I got cut off and then yes. I, I didn't hear quite what you were saying there but anyway I was uh uh, but that's the whole key. That, in a nutshell, that's exactly right where I'm at. And that's how uh, he becomes involved in the books as well. So it's not just you wanted to highlight the trafficking. Um, you wanted to highlight what you believe is the truth because of the, the Hebrew, Hebrew scriptures of the actual name that God is known as and instead of referring to a god because you bring him into your books you refer him to his hebrew name right right okay and right. how how are people getting that how would they feel about that i mean what's the well, feedback see, this was what was interesting because my sister uh, i have several friends my sisters when I first did the first book and I was using it on there and my sister hates any kind of religious anything. And then you've got other ones. And so I thought, well, we'll test that on them to see if they think that that's a preachy thing. Because the whole idea of what it is is that we believe if you're called, you're called. And if it looks. Yeah, we 
to again? Come back, Tina. Oh, we must have some storm coming. So uh, uh, it it turned out that, and, and the other person I thought that might have a problem, they they loved it. it it's like whatever. And then the, um, the fifth book is talking about something from Enoch. Uh, I know that that's a, a mystery book to most people. It's one of my most favorite because he's one of my favorite. He's, he's my favorite prophet. That there were some very interesting things that I threw in there that had to do. It's coming from him as far as what they're talking about with the giants. So anyway, it'll be just something that you learn. You know, I know, I know that some of the reviews coming back now for the first and second book, um, people have said that it's triggering because of this, the subject matter, and you certainly don't gloss over it. You are straight in your face. This is what goes on, uh, brutally uh, telling the readers, and they find it triggering. But then they say, the book was amazing. The book was a masterpiece. The book was uh, thrilling, an adventure, even with all the triggering and the subject matter. They really, really enjoyed the book. And that's, that's I mean, when someone calls your book a masterpiece, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good review. <laughs> well, that, I agree. I, I totally agree with that. And it was just like, oh, okay. And I, I understand the triggering. I'll, I'll tell you what, there's been some other things I, I do put in one of the characters, the female lead character, I do explain, it, it depends on where they come up in the book on how it is that she got involved in. And it can be uh, pretty heart wrenching. I know that a friend of mine, he goes, well, <laughs> this last book, he goes, at least it wasn't so horrifying, you know, so uh, <laughs> that, and I said, well, you know, I wanted to give you a breath in between, but uh, <laughs> You know, there are certain things that you just, you, I just heard something new about what it is that some of these people do. And they, we're talking about the incredibly rich elites yeah. that do this stuff that you're going, oh my gosh, do I want to put that in there or not? Now, because that, that, it, it's just, it, it, it really makes you go, what else is the human capable of doing? And then you find, for me, I firmly believe it's because you're demonically possessed. You know, that's the only Something, way. I mean, this, yeah, you, you were born evil or evil took over you. And yes. How can someone someone do and those crimes to to children and be sane? That's oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, I totally agree. And then that for me is then you need to be off the planet. <laughs> that yeah. I'm not quite sure what you're doing other than you know, making it just worse and worse and worse. And I can only imagine what you're going to be doing with book six. I think uh, your readers will be really excited to know that uh, you are working on the next book. Um, I shall certainly get that <laughs> out for you. Where can people find uh, your Yastrick uh, series? Well, you can find it at my author's page, which uh, I that's another wonderful thing that if you use Karina, she takes care of your stuff for you. It's like, that's like the most awesome thing because you're like going, you've got an expert 
doing things that you're going, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So it's at the WordPress. It's under Tina L. Helmuth uh, on there. You can also go to my blog site, which is yawstruck.com. That's where I actually put in some, you know, stuff, uh, uh, you know, actual stuff that goes on. And, you know, it's like, okay, that there you can go and find it, but you can find the books there. And, uh, and uh, you did through draft to digital. So they're on yes, Kobo. Right. Right. Kobo, Barnes and Noble, um, Nook, Apple, everywhere and for those because they're not on amazon for those that have a kindle and need a moby file there is also an address where you can go and buy the moby file especially for your kindle and that will all be on um uh tina's new uh, website which is uh, tlhelmuth.com wordpress.com uh, yeah, like that. And, and I, I'll have it on the episode anyway. I'll have that uh, link on the episode. And um, social media. Are you, a, are you a personal social media? Do you do social media? Or do you leave someone else to do it for you? I do. I let, well, actually, I get on there. So uh, it's on Facebook, and you can do it under the same name. But also, uh, I had, Garth has his own group, Garth the Raven. Yeah. We haven't talked about this Garth the Raven, so people are going to have to go and check that out to find out yeah. who this mysterious Raven Garth is. Um, yes. And yes, yeah, she has a, a Facebook group uh, that's run by Garth, as well as um, the T.L. Helmuth uh, page, which will have uh, all of these special offers. In fact, anyone who's listening now can actually go on to um, Barnes & Noble, Nook, anywhere apart from uh, Amazon, and uh, download the first book for free. And it's always going to be a freebie. Download the first book, see what Tina writes about, see how amazing her book is. And then you can actually get the second book for just 99 cents. So you can get two books for less than a dollar because Tina wants people to read this. It's not about of course, she wants to make money from royalties. Every author does. But she wants her work to get out there. She wants people to read it. She wants people to understand what's going on out there. And that's the whole reason why she started the Yastruck series. Am I correct there? That's exactly right. You got that. And, and, it, and it took a little while to come up with a name for the, the series. And it... Uh, that hit with the Yastruck, and I was like, yeah, that's the series name. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. It fits really well with what uh, the books are about. So, um, yeah, um, anyone who doesn't know me and only knows me as a podcaster, I am running Author Assist, and Tina is one of my clients, has been for a few months now. And we started basically from scratch, we revamped everything and we did new website and new Facebook pages and new covers. The covers? Yeah, and we found new readers and the reviews are coming in fast and they're loving it. And it's it's looking really, really good. And I'm so happy for her and I'm, I love working for her and there's, we've still got a long way to go. So many other things we need to do together to get uh, 
the word out about the Asterix series. But again, if you're listening to this, please go and download the first book for free, either from her WordPress um, page, which will be on the episode um, information on the uh, podcast, or from uh, Facebook, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Nook, Apple, and all the other places that I've already mentioned. So make sure you go down and download her first book. Tina, thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. I'm, I am... I'm so appreciative of you. I can't say enough good things. And and uh, please feel free to get a hold of Karina. She is a great help. Mm, thank you, darling. Um, all the best with book six. I'm so excited about that. We've got to start teasing people about that now already. But she's already started writing it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all the best. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Behind the Pen. Thank you so much. Yeah.